Thank you. Okay, uh, two other quick announcements. Uh, one, we have a men's softball league that we are participating in and joining uh, this year. You know, as you guys know, if you've attended this church for more than a week, uh, I like sports. Uh, I love sports. Uh, in fact, I've passed that down to my next generation because they sing songs about loving sports. But I love sports. I've always wanted to have a men's softball league uh, as part of our church. And this year, uh, somebody was interested in helping get that running, uh, Doug Reckett, and he just reached out. He started reaching out to a bunch of guys, and we've got 11 men signed up to be on our softball team. So we are fielding a softball team this year. So I'm really excited about that. However, it'd be great if we have a few additional players. Uh, so we are looking, so maybe it's some guys in here that you either know. They don't have to attend a, a regular basis here. It's really an outreach as well. So if there's somebody you know that we can reach out to, uh, that you know that you can reach out to and bring them in contact with Doug or myself or Pastor Andy, uh, and we'll get the right information to get them signed up. We're looking to have about 13 or 14. Uh, so much like nursery, we're looking for... Uh, in this case, a few good men, or a few good, I, I'm not sure, this is just a men's team, I think it's just a men's team. Okay, so I'm actually looking uh, for a few good men uh, for a softball league this year, so it's really looking forward to that. And I'm just excited that God is moving and joining us together in community and fellowship. Uh, there's a bunch of other churches, in fact, I heard uh, at break, they're looking for an additional field. We got two fields, they're looking for another field, because there's so many teams this year. Uh, that are joining the softball league. So it's really exciting. What's that? We got that big one right over yeah, we got a big field right out of there. I've been, I've been dreaming and seeing softball field there and a flag football field over there and a basketball court over there. So in due time, the Lord will provide for all of those things uh, on our campus as well. So I'm looking forward to that. Okay, uh, then the only other announcement I have is we do have, uh, if you get it, we get sent out an email periodically. Uh, so if you're part of our church family and you're interested in getting that email and you haven't gotten one, uh, a couple things I'd say, check your junk mail. Uh, then two, if you want to sign up for that email, you just go to our website uh, and you just kind of scroll down on the main page and you'll see a spot uh, where you can go ahead and actually just type in right on our website your email address and it'll sign you up for our news. It's a really a news email. We don't send it out every week, uh, but we do send it out when events are coming up to keep people um, informed. And then the last thing I want to mention, uh, a little bit more somber news for those who are left, glorious news for her, but Evelyn McCain last night went to be uh, with her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Uh, and so uh, just continue to pray for uh, Rich, her son, uh, who is coordinating a lot of the details. I know many of, there's a lot of us here in this room uh, who went and visited Evelyn, and what a sweet lady. You know, she always had a wonderful, beautiful smile on her face, and we'll always remember her. And she is rejoicing this morning in heaven. And I was thinking as we were doing our worship time, and we were just singing, and do you, you know, do you hear the mountains tremble? Do you feel those things tremble? Like, she is up there, man. She is experiencing it legit with Jesus in person in a live worship set, right? So, I mean, I just was thinking about her. So pray uh, for that family. Uh, if you are interested in supporting them, I think they have a, uh, a GoFundMe uh, page as well to support some of the costs. But then also, it's going to be at Edder Funeral Home, and we don't have the dates or times yet, but if you look on you know, just look online, you'll be able to see when that information comes out. Okay, let's pray. You know, let's pray right now for that family. 
Heavenly Father, we just lift up Evelyn's family to you. We lift up Rich to you, Father, uh, her son, and then just her entire extended family, Lord, that you would just bring them the peace that passes all understanding. Lord, that you would just lead them and guide them and direct them in decisions that need to be made, things that need to be done, Lord, uh, for locations for the cat, for all the things, Lord, that are on their list uh, that need done and need uh, taken care of, Lord, that you would do that in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Uh, turn with me. We're going to do our, our offering scripture, Matthew 6, starting in verse 31. This is kind of a, this is coming off of two weeks ago where the Lord just keeps telling me, don't worry about money, don't worry about money. So I'm just going to keep telling you all too, don't worry about money. Don't worry about money. God's got it. That fresh anointing and release to do what you couldn't do on your own is all, it's all part of that. Don't worry about money. It says, therefore, do not worry. We could just stop right there. Therefore, do not worry about anything guys, in your life. Anything that's going on, the Bible commands us, don't worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For after all these things the Gentiles seek, the world is seeking all these things. They're seeking all these things. But But here's what the Bible says. For your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. He already knows. He already knows your needs tomorrow. He knows the needs that you don't know that you even have. You understand that? He already knows in the future the things that you need in the future, and he's preparing today to meet those needs tomorrow and next week and next year. So if he's working on that, do you have to put in a whole lot of effort into it? Up here worrying about it? No. Yes, should we plan? Absolutely. Are there wisdom we should use? Absolutely. But the Bible says don't worry about tomorrow. He's already there. God transcends time. He's not worried about tomorrow. Therefore, we shouldn't be worried about tomorrow. He's got us covered. But what do we do instead? We seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. That's what we're doing this morning. We are seeking God and his righteousness, his kingdom. What does he have to say? What does he want to do in our lives? And then what happens? And all these things shall be added to you. What things? All the things that we want to worry about will be added to us if we seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. All these things are added. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you, Lord, for every gift, every giver this morning, Lord. I just thank you that a fresh anointing uh, is just flowing in our church and our church families, Lord, to do the things they couldn't do on their own, whether that be relationally, financially, work-wise, school-wise, whatever it is, Lord. I just thank you, Lord, that you are releasing that anointing, Lord, uh, to do what only you can do. So, Father, as we just listen to your word today, Lord, that you would just lead us and guide us, that our ears would be open, that our eyes would see what you have for us in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Okay. How many of you have the little handout? If you do not have the hand up, hand out, just raise your hand. Okay, don't study it too close yet. There's some things we got to talk about before we get there. Open your Bibles to John chapter 14. That'll keep you busy and have you stop reading the handout. John 14. You know, as I was praying about So I was praying about what to share this morning. The Lord really directed me and led to just talk about the Holy Spirit. 
We are a Holy Spirit-believing church. We believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. We believe that the Holy Spirit is alive and relevant in our lives, that he's in us and with us, surrounds us to help us, to guide us, all these things. And I really felt like, you know what, we just talked about, we had Palm Sunday, we had Easter, we had the resurrection, and what happened after the resurrection is that God poured down the Holy Spirit for each and every one of us. And it's really what we talked about already this morning. And so I want to just do a quick introduction. You're at John uh, chapter 14. Tell you what, guys, this topic, this person of the Holy Spirit, has radically changed my life. I mean, radically changed my life. And Jesus radically changed my life. But the Holy Spirit radically changed my life. And I tell you, I wasn't, this is probably, I would say, maybe 10, 12 years ago now. Only 12 years ago. I've been a Christian since I was 5. I'm 45. That's 40 years of being a Christian. But it's only been the past 12 that I have really dug in to understanding the Holy Spirit and hearing from the Holy Spirit and letting the Holy Spirit lead me, guide me, and direct me in this life. And I realized that before that, yes, I had Jesus, and yes, I was saved from my sins, and yes, heaven was my eternal home, but there were so many challenges and things in my life that I just needed help with. How many of you need some help with life? Come on. We need help with life. There are so many decisions that you have to make, and so many challenges that come up, and you're just like, it's sometimes in the Bible, it doesn't give you the specific answer on things. Like your individual specific challenge, problem, or question, and we laugh about this, I say the one about, should I get a dog or not, right? Like that answer specifically isn't there. Like I looked. Like for a year and a half, I'm praying about whether I should get a dog. Like, well, maybe the scripture says specifically, thou shall get a dog. How about two? But it wasn't there. But you see... God loves us so much that he sent his son to die for us, but he loves us so much also that he sent down his Holy Spirit to be with us, to lead us, to guide us, to help make decisions in our life, to provide wisdom and counsel. And the Lord has just really been working on me over and over and over to take everything to him and to hear from him. And I want to talk about the Holy Spirit this week and a little bit probably next week as well. And I want to share a story with you, a short story about hearing from the Holy Spirit and then the impact that it had. And this just happened a few weeks ago. I I think I mentioned a couple weeks ago that I I work also at the Chamber of Commerce. And there was a board meeting that was coming up for the Chamber of Commerce. And I'm on the Finance Committee. And so I had to present the financials for the Chamber of Commerce at the board meeting. Now, the board meeting wasn't on a day that I regularly go there, and so my manager was like, well, you can just zoom in to the call, and you can present, share your screen, you can present the financials, and then you can jump off the call. And I was like, fantastic. In and out, this will be done in no time. And inside, the Holy Spirit said to me, Jason, I want you to go to the meeting. In person. I want you to go in person to the meeting. Now, we have to understand that the Holy Spirit 
who is inside of us is a spirit. And our spirit connected with the Holy Spirit, when we hear, it's not like I heard an audible voice. What I heard on the inside is my spirit talking to the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit whispering that to me on the inside saying, I want you to go to the meeting. And so my thought my expectation was like, now on the Chamber of Commerce, the board of directors are all the major players in Erie. Hospital presidents, bank presidents, major business presidents, all the people that you know of in the major business arena are on this board. So I'm like, ooh, Lord, who am I going to meet today? Right? Who am I going to sit next to? Who's the one that maybe I'm going to minister to or to witness to? Who is the one that you have in store for me today to talk to? Because I'm going in person. Like, I'm going out of my way. Lord, you told me to go do this thing. So I'm expecting something, like, revolutionary to happen during the meeting. And so I sit down, and I won't mention who was on my left and who was on my right, but they're prominent business leaders. And I'm just like, ooh, I wonder if it's him. So I, like, try to make a little small talk. Like, nothing's feeling right, you know. And so we go through this entire meeting. It's, like, two hours long. After the meeting, I say hello to a few people. And I start driving home going, what on earth was that? It was like just so uneventful. And I was like, Lord, you told me to go to that meeting. Why on earth was I supposed to go to that meeting? And as I asked that question, look, you know, everybody know a relationship with God is like a two-way street, Yeah. We can actually talk to him. I was like, Lord, what's up with that? I had to get dressed. I had to put my pants on, right? I couldn't Zoom meeting from just the top up. I had to go and get all dressed up and drive there and do the whole thing. What? Why? And the Lord specifically said to me, he said this. He said, did you listen to how the people around the room were talking? It's like, yeah, I guess. What were the words that were saying and what were the actions that they were taking? And I was just like, okay. I said, well, basically, not one of them in the room was pessimistic. Not one of them in the room saw a roadblock or an obstacle that they didn't think that they could get through or find a way around. Not one of them in the room was worried about financial challenges or something that was going to be in the way of moving forward this organization or even their organization personally. And the Lord said, how much more then should you, Jason, think and act as if there is not a single roadblock in your way that you can't get through because of me and who I am in my life? And I was just like, boom, boom, boom. You know, it's like, hold on, I'm driving, Lord. You know, don't drop too much on me. I'm in the car, right? And so I got home and I wrote it in my thing and said, Lord, this is just the Lord speaking again. But you see what happened is I wasn't going to go to that meeting. But the Holy Spirit spoke that to me and said, go, and I went, and something came out of it. Does that mean every time the Lord speaks to you and says, will it happen immediately? No, there are things that he does, and he's working in our lives, and we don't always see it right away. But I want to teach us this morning about what this looks like and how good the Holy Spirit is to us, amen? And how he can help us in every single day of our lives. John 14, starting in verse 15, says this. And the title of this, this, this 
kind of passage here is Jesus promises another helper. Verse 15, if you love me, keep my commands. And I will pray the Father. I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper. And that he may abide with you forever. And you think about this. This is Jesus on the earth. He's speaking to his disciples. And we're going to look at a passage in a couple chapters later in John. It says something very similar. But they're like, hey, I got Jesus with me. Right? I mean, you got to think, I mean, maybe they're not swaggering around, right? I don't know. They're probably all very humble. Right? They're probably, I got Jesus with me. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, Peter was probably like, dude, I got Jesus with me. Come on. Right? And they're excited about having Jesus with them. And he's like, look, I have to go, though, so that a helper can come. So that a helper can come. So the first point of this message is that the Holy Spirit is a gift and a constant source of help. The whole, it's a gift. It is a gift to us. How many of you like to get gifts? I know some of you like to give gifts better, but come on. How many, and when someone walks up to me, I have a gift for you, I'm like, mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. What you got? God has a gift for us. A relationship with the Holy Spirit that can lead us and guide us in every day, and it's a constant source of help. It says it won't leave us. You mean, that, you mean that even though I try to run, even though I try to hide, even though like I've been running from God for years, do you mean that the Holy Spirit is still going to be with me? Yes. He doesn't leave you. He doesn't forsake you. He is with you. He is there. Now, you may not be talking with him. You may not have that relationship there. But he's this constant source of help. I get excited when I get a gift. So let me tell you a story about a gift that we did for our Easter fun day last weekend. And this will give you some, this give you an idea of what it's like when you get an exciting gift. So we had been working, of course, I already mentioned how much I love sports. I said this earlier. Uh, but my family loves sports, and they've been wanting a basketball hoop in the backyard for like a long time. And a few of us were able to gather up a basketball hoop, and I hid it in the back of the property, and then I pulled it out on Easter fun day, which we do on Saturday. I pulled it out, and we got it all set up, and we invited the kids into the family room, and we said, there is an Easter gift. There's a gift for you from mom and dad, and I want to see if you can find it. Now, church, if there is a gift for you, and it was going to be a good gift, and your father or mother promised it, would you not start looking for that gift? Come on, church. I'd be like searching for that. Like, I want that. I want that. I want that gift. If it's coming from my mom, my dad, in this case, it's coming from the Father in heaven, the gift of the Holy Spirit, you're going to be like looking for this. And so they walked into the family room, and we mentioned to them, like, look, the gift is not actually in the room, but you can see it from this room. And they're looking, looking, looking. And when they saw the basketball hoop outside, <gasps> You know, have those gifts where, like, it's the breath, and then there's the pause before the excitement comes out, right? It's like, the, yeah, you got the basketball hoop, right? And it was so exciting. Church, can we not be that excited about the gift that God has given us in the Holy Spirit who is with us and in us and for us? He's our helper, like, I'm excited about that gift. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
I want more of that. I want more of that. He's a constant source of help. So let's look at what the Holy Spirit does for us in verse 17. It says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Only those who have Jesus can accept the Holy Spirit because it neither sees him nor knows him. Jesus is the path to it. But you know him. He dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. So point two, the Holy Spirit is with you. He is in you and he is truth. He's truth. I mean, there are so many things that we put on the inside as we watch things and we read things that are not the truth. They're just not the truth. And I'm telling you, the more you put the truth in, the more you put this word in, the more you pray, the more you allow the Holy Spirit to work on the, on, in your life, the more that you will see the stuff that is not true and be able to call it out that it's not true. Because if the Holy Spirit is truth and can only speak truth to you and he speaks the word of God to you, when something that is not true becomes very evident in our lives. So Holy Spirit is with you and he's in you, which means he's not just around you, but he's in you as well. We mentioned that verse earlier. And he is truth. Verse 25 says this. We'll skip down to verse 25 in John 14 still. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Church, the Holy Spirit will guide you for today. The Holy Spirit will guide you for today. Pastor Liz, you said earlier about, you know, not being a scholar uh, of, of, the, of whatever, like, you know, of all the details of the sacraments and what all that stuff means. And yeah, there's a place for that. But this verse tells me that the Holy Spirit will bring to our remembrance all those things that we need. So that when it's time that we need to open our mouth and God says us to speak something and to do something, it's not in our own strength. It's in the strength of the Holy Spirit. It's the Holy Spirit is the one. It's the Holy Spirit is the one who is in you and who will teach you and guide you for today. So we already said, don't worry about tomorrow. Why? Because the Holy Spirit is leading and guiding you today and setting up plans and purposes for your tomorrow. Verse 27 says this, Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled Neither let it be afraid. The Holy Spirit will bring peace. The Holy Spirit will bring peace in your life. How do I know this? One, the Word says it. Two, I've experienced it. I've experienced a supernatural peace. And I don't know if any of you else have experienced this, but back in 2020, when there wasn't a whole lot of peace anywhere... We would specifically pray that the peace of God that's on the inside of us will rest on this store when I walk in the door. I don't think we rhymed then. That one just rhymed. That was pretty good. 
That's right. That the peace of God on the inside of us, and it'll actually transform the store when I walk into it. And it legit happened. There were cases where it happened. I would walk in the stores and I'd be like, Lord, I'm walking in here with the peace of God. And you could almost, there's the tension. There was, there's still tension. But there was so much tension out there. But it was the Holy Spirit working on the inside and the peace that he gives us, the fruit of the Spirit, that peace that transcends all understanding was with us and in us and also not only in us but around us. And we brought peace into the stores. The Holy Spirit does that type of work in our lives. Turn with me to John 16. Starting in verse 5. says this, But now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Again, this is why I kind of talked about it earlier. Jesus is saying, I'm out of here. And they're like, what? No. You're my friend, my mentor. You're, you've discipled me. You love me. You cared for me. You've taught me all these things. I, I, I don't want you to go. Verse says, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. Jesus, do you mean to tell me it is more of an advantage for you and me sitting and standing right here in this building than it was to be walking with Jesus in person? How is that possible? Because when Jesus was here as a man, he couldn't be everywhere all the time. But here we have an opportunity on this side of the cross that the Holy Spirit has come and is able to be with us wherever we go, whatever we do, day in, day out, all the time. That's an advantage. That's an advantage. You know, like in sports games, like you're always looking for the advantage, you know, over the other team. Well, guess what? The Holy Spirit is our advantage over the other team. The other team being the enemy. The other team being the demonic forces of darkness. We have a helper, not only a helper, we've got an advantage. It's good. It's an advantage that I go away, Jesus said. For if I don't go away, the helper's not going to come to you. He's like, look, you know, you got, it's not going to work this way. The Holy Spirit is going to be the one that comes. He says, but if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, verse 8... He will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and see me no more. You see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. And here's how I want to pause here just for a minute. The Holy Spirit will convict. This is what the Bible is saying. So number one, we have to understand it's not our job to convict somebody else of sin or of anything else. It's the Holy Spirit's job. Yes, we can speak truth into people's lives, but truly it's the Holy Spirit's job to convict. But here's what I really want to spend just a few moments on. I want you to pull out your handout this morning. This is like real life, guys. This is real life. And when I talked earlier about the Holy Spirit being on the inside of you, 
and talking to your spirit, what happens in our minds, we have thoughts. And these thoughts come to us from one of three places. They come from ourselves, like our flesh, our mind. They come from the enemy, which tries to whisper things to us. And it makes it sound like we're actually thinking these things ourselves. And then there we hear these thoughts from the Holy Spirit. And I think too often we go around and we're not discerning the thought that's happening in our mind. And we're taking the thought as if it's truth. And there are so many times in my life, and I know people's lives, and when we do pastoral care and we talk to people, that they are battling these thoughts in their mind. Right, Joyce Meyer made this great book on the battlefield of the mind. Right? It's a battle that we're fighting in the mind. We need to be able to discern what's going on in our life and what's going on in our spirit, spirit man and discern whether it's from the Holy Spirit or whether it's from the enemy. And this handout that I gave out today, I believe walks through for you this concept of the Holy Spirit conviction versus condemnation from the enemy. I'm going to point a couple of these out. Number one, the tone of the Holy Spirit. The tone of the Holy Spirit, when we begin to think that we're hearing something from God, it's a loving voice of our Father, imploring, beseeching, and urging our return to Him. But the enemy, the thoughts that the enemy gives, the tone is this. It's accusing, it's nagging, it's a mocking voice, generating fear and shame, causing confusion, projecting a sense of rejection, and ministering questions like, has God really indeed said that? And I don't know if you're like me, but like I'm battling like these thoughts all day. There are issues that happen in my life. Like I'm trying to like, whoa, whoa, what is that? And a lot of times I'm going down the path, and I'm not realizing that I'm actually listening to the enemy's Things I'm beginning to believe those things, and i got to put the brakes on and say, whoa, hold on a second. That's condemnation. And what the Bible says is that God doesn't condemn us. He does not condemn us. Now, he will convict us, but he doesn't condemn us. The second one is the Holy Spirit is specific, and the enemy is vague and general. The Holy Spirit's encouragement is God's message. Discouragement is the message of the enemy. Now, I'm going to give you a real example of this that happened in my life. Actually, was it this week or last? This is this in action. And so my, my dad passed away one year ago yesterday. And my mom still lives in the Lehigh Valley, which is about six hours, six and a half hours away, other side of Pennsylvania. And my sister, you know, is in contact with her often. And there are seasons and times where I just don't reach out enough to my mom. Mom, she's probably watching. Mom, I love you. I've already said I'm sorry for that. (laughs) I'm working on it. But there was a string of time that she told me that I hadn't reached out to her in a month. Right? Everyone's like, Pastor Jason, how could you? It's your mother. She loves you. She gave birth to you. She raised you. You know, she led you to the Lord. Are you kidding me? You didn't talk to her for a month? 
And when I realized that, I started to go down a path of condemnation. Come on, I'm just being honest. I just started saying, man, what kind of son am I? I can't believe it. You know, if my son ever didn't talk to his mom for a month, you know how mad I would be at him? I'm a horrible son. Terrible. How could I have done this? And I start getting more and more upset at myself. I'm beating myself up. And then I start remembering, with the enemy's help, of all the other times I have failed my mom in every situation that I failed her. And he would just, he would just remind me of situations. Ah, you remember when you did that? Mm. Yeah, you asked her to come out to Erie. You wrote her a nice letter. You said you'd pay for it. That was like 10 years ago. And did you really ever try again? Did you really push for it more? She could be here in Erie. She could be enjoying her grandkids. She could blah, 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 blah. And I'm going down this path, and I'm getting lower and lower and lower. I'm just like, oh, I'm horrible. Come on, has anybody ever done this, right? You do something, and something happens, and you just started, all these thoughts start just coming after you. And my lovely wife, it's on the back page, The Holy Spirit will draw you into fellowship. The Holy Spirit spoke through her to tell me, say, hold on, buddy. You are a good son. You do love your mother. You are there for her. You have been helping her. And yes, you didn't call her for a month, and you need to call her more often, but these are the things you have done to bless her, to support her, to help her, and all these things. And it was like it snapped snapped me out of it. It was like I needed someone who also heard from the Holy Spirit to speak into my life, to say, you know what? You are listening to condemnation. This is not God talking. You are partnering with the enemy right now. And I had to repent then for that as well, not only for not calling my mom for a month. I had to repent of that. And I said, Holy Spirit, please help me. And he encouraged me, and you know, Liz encouraged me. And the Holy Spirit just began to encourage me. And I walked out of that situation saying, okay, you know what? I'm going to call her more often. And there are certain things I'm going to go do, and I can do it because of who Jesus is. And I am more than a conqueror, and I will be able to go out and do the things that I, I need to go do as a son for my mom's sake. And there were two different, I mean, I was going down this path. And the Holy Spirit through somebody else, and the Holy Spirit speaking into my life, turned me on a different path. So I gave you this handout because I want you guys to keep it in your Bibles and keep it with you. And so when you begin to start hearing those things that you're just like, oh, 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 yeah, those things, whatever they are in your life, whatever those things are that get you, begin, and you just begin to read this. Be like, no, 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 no. This isn't of the Lord. This is the Holy, the Holy Spirit speaks to me like this. I am a child of God. And begin to get those verses that you need to get just ingrained deep into your heart. Because the Holy Spirit, it says here that it draws you to God, not away from God. And so, yes, the Holy Spirit will convict. But I tell you right now that God does not condemn. And we need to understand and see the difference between those two things. Grace, if you want to come back up here this morning. I want to close with this, starting in verse 12. I still have many things to say to you, 
but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all truth. He will guide you in the truth of your situation. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. And so we talked about the point earlier that the Holy Spirit is here to help you today. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is with you to help you tomorrow as well. Not just today. The Holy Spirit will prepare you for tomorrow. He knows your situation. He knows your circumstance. He knows your struggle. So I want to take a moment this morning kind of to put this into action. Just like everyone to bow their heads and close their eyes. And we'll talk more in following weeks about hearing from the Holy Spirit and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. But this morning, I just, on one of two accounts, number one, if you came in here needing direction, guidance, or wisdom, we just read that the Holy Spirit is truth, he's the guide, and he's the help. And we're going to take a minute, and I just want you to present that request to him and say, Lord, I need your guidance. I need your help. I need your counsel, Holy Spirit. And I believe this morning that he will speak to your heart just as you are sitting here. He will speak a word to your heart. He will bring a scripture to your remembrance. He will bring it with love and with care and with comfort because he loves you. And on the second account, and maybe you're both account one and account two, that's okay. If you've been struggling with something, if you've been battling thoughts in some way of condemnation that you're not good enough, you're not strong enough, you're not man enough, you're not woman enough, that your failures were too much, and you hear this voice of condemnation in your head, I want you to ask the Lord. Say, Lord, I break. I break that spirit of condemnation this morning. That those lies of the enemy will become so clear to me that when I hear the voice of the enemy that I shut it down. That I will listen to you, Holy Spirit. Your loving words of kindness, of conviction, of truth. So just bow your heads this morning. If you're on one or either of those accounts, you don't have to raise your hand today. I ask Grace just to play for a few minutes. Just present those requests to him. And listen for his still small voice to guide you with wisdom. I believe the Holy Spirit is working and speaking to people all over this room this morning. Words of wisdom, words of guidance, words of hope, words of healing, words of restoration. Father, all those requests, Lord, we know that the Holy Spirit is with us at all times, 
So even as we go from this place, you will lead us and guide us in every area of our life. And on the second account, those of us who have been battling or caught into this what I call stinking thinking of condemnation from the enemy. Father, we just say it's over today. (laughs) Over today in the name of Jesus. Lord, that you would help us to recognize quickly the lies of the enemy and to not let them take root in our thoughts and to not speak them out loud and give them power, but to take captive those thoughts and make them obedient to Christ. So Lord, we thank you for your Holy Spirit. We thank you for a loving conviction and that we can hear your voice and that you can lead us and guide us. We thank you for it today. In your precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, we have some prayer teams as we close that are going to be up front. Uh, If you want to share something with them, you know, on some account that we've just talked about, that you just really want to get it off of your, you know, off your chest, as they say, and just share with someone, or you just need prayer for something, whether it's healing, or maybe you've been, maybe you're sitting here and be like, man, I I can't get the Holy Spirit because I need to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Well, today is the day of salvation, the Bible says. And you can come up here, and these guys can pray with you and lead you into a relationship with Jesus Christ, which will be absolutely, positively life-changing. Amen? Amen. So uh, prayer teams, come on up as I read this benediction. And I want you to keep this with you guys. I didn't read through the whole thing. Just read through it this week. Learn to understand how the Holy Spirit works in your life versus how the enemy is trying to work in your life. And I believe this will be a helpful tool to each and every one of you. Number six says this. Just receive this benediction. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And so they put my name on the children of Israel and I will bless them, says the Lord. So go be blessed. Enjoy this beautiful weather, this beautiful day. Come back for uh, Paul Luciano's group tonight at 630 and enjoy a wonderful, wonderful day. God bless you.